Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the podcast, Plan with the Tax Man. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian, alongside Tony Morrow. What is going on, Tony? How are you, buddy? I am fantastic. Getting ready to head into fall here. So yes. Everything is good. Yes, Labor Day weekend is upon us. So uh, this is coming out a few days before Labor Day. So happy. What was the old Chris Berman thing on ESPN? Let me be the first to first, yeah. uh, to uh, wish you a happy Labor Day. So uh, I'll, I'll recycle that for Chris. Got any plans for Labor Day, bud? You know, for us, it's pretty low key. I, I'm, if the weather's good, play some golf and just kind of relax. Okay. For nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, it's a day off from labor. <laughs> it's a day off from labor. Yeah, and so I always tell my wife that too. I don't. I don't want to do anything around the house. You know, right. Let's right. Relax yeah. a little bit. Hey, let's do this. 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 Wait a minute. Wait. Hey, it's a day yeah. off from labor. So yeah, yep. uh, we finally got our deck done. Uh, my wife and I about about a week or so ago. So we plan on uh, if the weather cooperates, which it should. Being in the pool a little bit, hanging out on the deck, maybe you know, just having nice. you know, having some burgers or something on the grill, keeping it pretty simple. So we hope all of our listeners enjoy their Labor Day as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on yourplanningpros.com. That is yourplanningpros.com. That's Tony's website. Just click on the podcast. You can listen to past episodes. You can get notified about future ones simply by subscribing, and you'll just get notifications when they come out. And we're going to have a fun uh, episode this week. We're going to talk about uh, some rules of thumb, Tony. So I want to know if these things are legit or full of it. Okay. <laughs> full of bull, if you will. I'll just leave out the other parts. All right, so let's dive into this. The 10% rule. Uh, maybe folks have heard this going through your life, right? Um, it's like, oh, just save 10%. That's the 10% rule, right? Am I correct on that? That is, yes. Save 10% of your income and you know, you'll know you be set and for And I'll be fine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? What's your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts on all these, because we're going to go over a lot of numbers here. And me being a numbers guy, I have to preface it with the traditional accountant mm. disclosure. But okay. I, I do think there's both sides to a lot of these, you know. And but I'll, I'll give you my two cents worth on where I feel. But there could be some arguments as you know, if, if I think something's bull or or it's legit, okay. where someone else is going to maybe disagree, and they they may have valid points there. But the ten percent rule, I think. For the most, so I'll try to explain both. I think for the most part, it is legitimate, but I think it depends a lot on when you start that. When you, you start, know, because yeah. If if you're 20 years old and you can do 10% of your income and you can do that for 50 years and you're set, you, you will be fine. I mean, in, unless you really mismanage the heck out of it. Now, take the same person starts out when they're 50 or 55, you're not going to be anywhere close, depending on you know what your goals are. So, one for you and your advisor to probably discuss. And because that number, depending on when you start, may need to be more than 10%. But that's a general good rule. Okay. All right. Is that again, a lot of that depends on when you actually started it. Uh, how about the 4% rule? Now, we hear about this all the time. We've talked about it numerous times. I think mm -hmm. this is a late 80s, early 90s rule, if I'm not mistaken. What is it? And is it legit or full of it? So the 4% rule really originated with advisors saying, well, you know, you, you can basically safely withdraw 4% of your investment portfolio when you're retired and you, and you should never run out of money. And that's, uh, I'm going to say, you know, right now, I, I don't think I'm, I'm leaning more towards the, uh, the bull on that one okay. only because that 
back in the day, you know, for the 4% rule did work and it still can work today. I think even the 5% rule can work. But again, it depends on really what you're invested in and how much your nest egg starts out with. The problem with the 4% rule is on the safe side of the line, which I always call, you know, that's FDIC insured, you know, your CDs, your savings accounts, things like that. Mm-hmm. All retirees and everybody knows those don't pay anything now. And right, so right. that would never work if you want to stay on that side of the line. If you want to cross over and get into some more traditional types of income paying investments, you certainly could do the 4% rule and make it work. It's just that in some years when you know the market isn't earning 4% or even going backwards, your principal will go down a little bit and you've got to be prepared for that to make that work. So, But 4%, I think, is is a conservative figure. It's still used what used uh, today. I use it a lot and we try to go for five depending on what the client, you know, can tolerate for risk, but right, I and it's and it is a kind of a rule of thumb as well. It's kind yeah, of a guide. A right. All yeah. these are, yeah. yeah, yeah. So these first couple ones we've done are definitely rules of thumb, and I think this uh, this next one I'm not too familiar with this, but what do you think about the 25x rule? What is that? 25x rule is basically you take your annual income, you multiply it by 25, and that's kind of the nest egg you're shooting for in retirement, and you know, I, I kind of like that as again, just as a general ballpark, because for example, you make a hundred thousand dollars times 25, that's 2.5 million. Mm-hmm. If you take that 2.5 million, assuming, you know, that, that you can get that and you use the 4% rule, it's is about a hundred thousand a year before taxes. Okay. You know, you, you're kind of right where you were when you were making, uh, making the salary. So that's not a bad thing. I think the, the drawbacks to that are is, well, what if I, you know, I want more than that? Obviously, then that that number becomes larger, mm, right, uh, and then right. for some, but not many, you know, they, they certainly could survive on less. But I think again, if you're starting out young, if you just kind of got that big picture view, that's not a bad thing to to at least start out as a goal. Okay, you know, obviously, it's going to be a, need to be adjusted, but I like that. All right, all right. So that was a twenty five x rule. So twenty five. Uh, uh, multiply your annual income by 25 to see how much you might need. Uh, okay, the 80% rule. We've talked about this before on in the past on the show. This is basically that kind of rule of thumb that you'll need about 80% of what you were making when you were working in retirement. And some of these rules, clearly, if folks are listening, say, well, at least some of these sound contradictory. And again, that's kind of yeah. why the rules of thumb, right? Right, right. <laughs> what do you think on the 80%? Yeah, yeah, true. The, well, the 80% rule, I, I tell you, I, I don't want to say it's bull, but I, 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 I'm going to lean that way. I take it back. I am going to say it's bull. I think that <laughs> <laughs> all my retirees say that they're spending as much or more, or more yeah, exactly. than they did you know, pre-retirement. Now, it may not all be on fun and glamour. It, some of it is you know, they, they have some health problems. Their insurance is higher. Uh, they're traveling more. That, that's a little bit of fun and glam. But uh-huh. you know, the, their needs don't seem to go down. And of course, prices, you know, last time I looked, never go down. Everything goes right, up. Right. So- you could get that done, but that is going to be hard to do. And I, w- I wouldn't shoot for that, you know, in my clients' uh, portfolios or, you know, in their in their overall picture. I'm shooting for 100%. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And, you know, the, the go-go years, as they say, we spend more in retirement uh, early on those first few years. Early you want, on, you know, right. 
pre-COVID anyway, and hopefully post-COVID yeah. at some point. We we want to get out and do things and have a good time. And then the medical side maybe starts to catch up. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think the 80% is a good way to go on that. Now, those are generally kind of rules of thumb. Now, I've heard other advisors say these next couple I've got for you, Tony, are more mathematical, and they're not really rules of thumb, and that these actually have a bit more legitimacy to them. But I'm going to see what you think. Uh, okay. The rule of 72, what is it, and what's your thoughts? So the rule of 72 is basically a... And I, I don't know, I don't know how this came about, but it's been around for a long time and it, it is legitimate. It's basically saying that your, your money doubles every, depending on how much you earn. So it's the rule of 72. So let's say you're earning uh, 8% on your money. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's basically, you basically take uh, your earnings or your the rate of return divided by 72. And that's how long it takes your money to double. So in this case, I made an easy example, you know, you, your money should double every nine years. Okay. And then when I, now the key word is should, should, right. Because the only way that that's going to work is if that 8% is consistent or in like the stock market, some years you're not going to get that. Some years you're going to get more than that. So that's kind of an average, Okay. you know, in the old days, you know, basically you say, well, if the market's long-term rate of return is 10%, my money's going to double every 7.2 years. But Again, that's over long periods of time. You know, if you take 2000 through 2010, for example, that your money didn't double in those seven years. You know, it was kind of a weird time. Right. So that's got to be over longer periods of time. But I, I do like that rule and I still use it in my head very quickly with clients just to kind of, even if we're doing the 4%, 5% withdrawal rate, you know, how, how long is our money going to take to possibly double using more conservative figures? So I, it's a good one. Okay. All right. And that's the uh, that's the rule of 72. Now, this one is the rule of 2.67. And I'm guessing this is inflation-based. You tell me. This is inflation-based, yeah. It really is basically taking your income and basically, you know, adjusting it, you know, or multiplying it by 2.67, you know, to get your adjusted dollars that it's going to take for the same amount of, you know, living 20, 25 years in the future, uh, you know, and our, our inflation rates, you know, hovering between two and three percent. I think that that's legitimate. Most advisors are going to tell you, and, and like us, you know, they're going to use inflation-adjusted dollars because things do go up. You know, and mm-hmm. and a hundred thousand today is is not going to be quite worth a hundred thousand dollars thirty years from now. Oh no, you know, it, you're still going to have that hundred thousand, just not going to buy as much. You right. know, and so you got to kind of take that into account. Okay. Yeah. And so a lot of these, and for folks listening, we're talking about rules of thumb or, or rule financial rules. And are they legitimate? Are they kind of just, you know, full of it? Uh, do they have some merit? And some of these, again, if you kind of use them as a quick get started math in your head, they're not too bad, but some of these are definitely not something you want to hang your hat on. And this last one gets a lot of attention. And again, I, I feel like this one to me has turned into more of a rule of thumb than an actual good guideline. I mean, it's great for quick math, but it's the rule of 100. Tell us what it is uh, and what's your thoughts on it. So the rule of 100 generally is you take 100 minus your age, and that's your percentage that you should have invested in the stock market. So if you're 60, right, you have 40% at risk? At risk in the market. Okay. And, you know, again, big picture, general rule of thumb, that's not a bad way to go. Just kind of, you know. Kind of quick, dirty math, right? Yeah, quick math. However... If, and we have many 60-year-olds and, and, you know, we advocate, you know, having more than 40% of your nest egg in the market. Now, it, it may be conservatively invested in the market 
It may not be in, you know, global type of investments or, you know, tech stocks, mm-hmm. but I think you, you know, for most people, you got to have a little more exposure to the market rates of returns because the alternatives aren't very good, you know, as far as rates of return. So again, I, I think this with all of these, as you said, Mark, you really need to talk to your advisor about, cause this is kind of a good starting point. This is just some fun little trivia here. We're going through but you really need to kind of hone it in that fits your situation and based on, you know, whatever goals you, you guys decide on yeah. because, yeah. Um, and you can kind of use these as little quick benchmarks, but exactly. by no means, yeah. you know, this should be the cornerstone of your financial plan. Well, right. And like anything, right. Anything, anything here in our show or any other type of financial show, you always want to check that information based upon your specific situation uh, with your advisor. If you're working with one, great. If you're not, reach out to Tony, let him know. He'll be happy to help you. But the idea is that a lot of folks do hear these. So for example, the rule of a hundred, right? We were just talking about that. Um, if you're kind of sitting there thinking about maybe target date funds in a way, that's kind of how they work, right? That's kind it of the is. idea. As you yeah. get closer to that date for retirement, it's supposed to be kicking you down in terms of less risk each year you get closer. That's exactly it. And, and that's what target funds are set out to do. And I think with the rule of 100, you know, it's again, if you're just sitting there by yourself and, and wondering, you know, well, how much money based on my age, you know, should I theoretically have in the market? I mean, right. that's, a, that's a good starting point. Not you know, bad. Now, yeah. You know, if you if you're uh, 40 years old and you have 100 percent of your money in, let's say I always pick on CDs. <laughs> but, you know, that that's probably not going to get you to where you're going long term. But, you know, maybe your appetite for risk is just so, you know, so conservative that you just don't feel comfortable with anything. Is that wrong? No. It's just as long as you know that. Right where that's going to get you. Yeah. And and to that point with the rule of a hundred, if you're 40, you may want to, you know, you may feel comfortable taking more risk than that kind of general rule would say. It would say, oh, okay, well, you know, 60% is what you should have at risk in the market. And that's pretty high. Yeah. You know, it might be considered high to some folks, but you may need to do more than that to get to your goals. But again, you have to talk with your advisor on that to make sure that the, that you're on the same page with what those goals are and how to best achieve those. All right. Well, yeah. That was kind of a fun one, something simple, short yeah. and sweet. We have a little fun with some of these rules of thumb and uh, just kind of general things. So if you've got questions about anything we talked hard on today's show, you want to talk, uh, you want to say, hey, you know, what's this rule of 72? How can I apply that? Or whatever the case might be. Or you just need a little bit of help with your financial plan. Reach out to Tony. Uh, well, taxes as well because they're Tax Doctor Inc. So give them a jingle at 844 707 7381. That's the number you call, 844-707-7381 for Des Moines Professional Alternative at Tax Doctor, Inc. Serving you here in the central Iowa area. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button for Playing with the Tax Man, the podcast, on whatever app you use, Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever the case might be. You can find it all at Tony's website, yourplanningpros.com, as well as a lot of good tools, tips, and resources at yourplanningpros.com. Dot com. All right, my friend, I'm going to let you go so you can get ready to enjoy. Uh, this is a Thursday here. We're, tape, we're dropping this uh, podcast, so the Labor Day weekend is upon us. Have yourself a great time. Be safe and sane, and I'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Take care, folks, and we'll talk to you a little bit later here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through Avantax Insurance Agency.